Hi, and welcome to What the English, the Adult Migrant Learner podcast, where we speak to adult migrant learners about their English language journey and discover the trials and triumphs of learning a new language and assimilating to the Australian way of life. I'm your host, Emma Omran. I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land and pay respects to their elders past and present. I also extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. To conclude series three, we listen to Dawood, Layla and May talk about their experiences growing up in a bilingual household. They speak of their love of learning and the connection we all have through language. Their insights and reflections are expressed with wisdom and intelligence beyond their years. You will be delighted by their stories. Hi everyone, thank you for joining me in this compilation episode of Series 3. Before we listen to Dawood, Layla and May, I'd like to take this opportunity to say thank you so much for listening. I'll be taking a bit of a break next year and hopefully returning in March 2022. If anyone is interested in sponsoring the podcast or has any ideas to further support this initiative, please contact me by email what underscore the underscore English podcast at outlook.com. As you all know, What the English is a podcast about sharing the experiences of migrant learners and of course much more. However, it has been difficult to maintain a consistent flow due to publishing expenses. So if anyone has any ideas as to how to keep What the English alive, please reach out and get in touch. In the meantime, I hope all of you have a safe Christmas and a happy new year. Dawood. From what I can remember, I was pretty much unaware that I I came from another country. Like, it was really funny. I thought that all the Indonesian stuff was just like extra stuff that everyone else does. But (laughs) it's, yeah, quite funny. It's funny to see like how different food and experiences and like beliefs have influenced me so much. I thought everyone was just like this. I thought maybe everyone knew, but being Indonesian, it's a, it's different because I don't actually get to meet much Indonesian people around my age. Mm. Everyone, everyone's like, Hey, what country are you from? Indonesia, Indonesia, Indonesia. It's like, I even got one time, are you Filipino? And I just looked at them with a blank stare. I'll be honest here. I I suck at speaking Indonesian. Like, like, (laughs) like, seriously, I can't speak fluently if my life depended on it. But the thing is, I can fully understand Indonesian. Like, whatever people are saying, I can fully understand them. So don't try and gossip about me in Indonesian. (laughs) I'll I'll know. (laughs) I'll know what you're trying to say. I just that I can't tell you off in Indonesia or whatever. Okay, so we need to be careful of that. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. I used to have quite a few friends who are struggling English. Maybe when I was in grade three, when I was much younger, being the little uh, airhead I am, I'm like, why can't they speak English? It's really easy. (laughs) But then grade five and six, I realized, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. And I still had friends who were struggling and actually I knew what was happening this time. So 
<laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. And so in terms of your family and particularly your parents, when you were growing up, were they speaking to you in Indonesian or again, would they sometimes make that change between Indonesian and English growing up? What was that like? They just speak to me in Indonesian because, yeah, like I said, I fully understand. Sometimes, rarely, they speak English, but they just tell me everything in Indonesian. Like, I need to go eat dinner, need to clean up my room. Have I done something very bad? <laughs> yes. How do you say, have you done something very uh, bad in Indonesian? Like I said, not really the greatest <laughs> in speaking Indonesian. <laughs> you don't even want to attempt. Yes, yes. Well, can you just tell me a, a very simple, common phrase or hmm. that you use in Indonesian? Please, brain, please. Um, good morning is salamat pagi. That's very, that's very common. Yeah. I hope I can say this right. Um, aku namanya Dawood, which means my name is Dawood. Oh, okay. So, Dawood, do you think that people should be encouraged to learn more than one language? And if so, why? Oh, definitely. Um, there are like lots and lots of languages. If I can remember correctly, there's about 500 different languages between 7 billion people. That's, that's just astounding. Like so many people speaking different languages. And learning another language is basically a door to like so many new people. Mm, like mm. the things you could learn going to a different country, or just speaking to the local community. It's just like something that you can relate to. And if I had to say to you, Dawood, so when I say the word language, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Language. First thing that comes to mind is definitely communication. At its bare bones, language is just a way of meaning what sound means this? So if you think about it, asking people's names like, what sound should I call you? <laughs> if, yeah. you think about it. if you think about language as in speaking, then there are so many different languages to help communicate between like me and other people and the neighbor, even the shopkeeper, just, just so many different ways. But if you want to think more deeply about language and think beyond language as just a form of communication, language is basically a way to connect to people. Beautiful. Like, I like that. Connection. Yes, yes. Connection. Yes. Like there are many artists and songs and music, even like poetry, literature, they convey so many different meanings through metaphors and so many different ways mm. and con to convey a different meaning or reading between the lines. Yeah. 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 Music is often also often called the universal language because everyone knows music. Everyone can like relate to a beat or a melody mm. and using that you can create like a very meaningful experience out of music you can play a song with someone on the other side of the world but you're still able to connect it's astounding it's amazing it really is i mean even with art visual very visual um interpretations mm. they convey mm. so many messages Definitely. even even if i have no idea what they're trying to say oh yes you articulated that really well and again wow layla 
So I'm 15 years old. My family is from a country called Bosnia and Herzegovina. It's in the like the Balkan regions of Europe. Like I said, I was born in Australia. My brother was actually born in Germany and my sister was born in Croatia, I think. So we were all born in like different places. They're significantly older than me. They're like 15, 13 years older than me, which was a little bit harder to grow up with. You know, it was a really cool experience. And yes, my parents are both from Bosnia. They were both born and raised there. They had to migrate during a war. So they had to go to Croatia and then they had to go to Germany and they came here, which is where I was raised and I was born and raised. But yeah, just growing up with like having that Bosnian culture was just like really good. And for you personally, in terms of you know, being born in Australia, because I can relate to that. I was also born in Australia, you know, my parents are Egyptian, but that thing between sort of, you know, do you feel more Australian or sort of more Bosnian or can that sometimes be a bit difficult to manoeuvre? What are your thoughts on that? I love, like, I love embracing my culture. I go to Bosnian folk dancing, well, not now because of lockdown restrictions, but it's always been like, Ever since I was little, my sister and I both have been doing that Bosnian folk dancing and we've both been doing Bosnian school and it's just like that just makes me feel really Bosnian. That makes me like really feel more cultured rather than when I'm just going to regular school. I'm like, yeah, like I'm Australian. But then at the same time, majority of my friend group is Bosnian. Some of my best friends are like my closest cousins. That just makes me feel more like... On a day-to-day basis, I don't just feel Australian because mm. I'm speaking English, but I also feel like, you know, Bosnian. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely relate to that. And do you think in general that people should be encouraged to learn more than one language? If it's a language that's part of their culture, um, I feel like it's definitely important to learn because I feel like one of the things I've grown up with is like never forget about your roots, never forget about your culture. And I feel like it's really important because in order to, you know, keep something a part of you or keep something a part of your personality, I feel like it's really good to look back on your culture. And for people who don't have a culture to look back to, like they're just like Australian, which is completely fine. Um, I just think it's, again, still very important to learn a language, like especially if you like to travel, you'll be able to communicate more. And because Australia is a multicultural country, I feel like knowing an extra language would just be like more helpful because you never know who you could run into or who could need help and you just happen to know the language that they speak. But um, when I think about language, I also think about how in a way like English is even connected to I'd say like Latin and stuff and I feel like it's really cool to know that all languages are kind of similar in their own sense which makes it slightly easier to learn. But it's also great to think about how sometimes I get stuck in this thought where it's like, you know, it's just Bosnian. But when I think about language, I also think about how there are so many other different languages. Like, for example, I learned Japanese and I tried learning German and I also learned French. So now when I think about language, I also think about all the other languages I learned, not just Bosnian. May. I was born in Australia and then we went back and forth between Egypt and Australia a lot. So my early years grew up, I guess, in Egypt. And so my Arabic developed much more than my English to the point where like now my Arabic is not that great. And looking back, there's videos of me where I spoke Arabic and it's better than my Arabic now. (laughs) We were taken out of class, like me and my brother 
periodically would be taken out and have these sessions with like another group of kids. And it was sort of like a small group of us, much smaller than a classroom. And we would just do activities. We focused on reading as well. Like that was a big focus that helped me improve my English and helped me to catch up in a sense. And also it was funny because I ended up gravitating a lot towards writing in English. And that became kind of my form of expression. Like I found it much easier to write than to talk. (laughs) One thing I did notice gradually over time is the influence of the environment that you're in, as in what language people speak around you. That kind of exercises your language muscle. (laughs) So like when I was growing up in Australia, having spoken Arabic first, my Arabic slipped over time. And part of it maybe is because I was surrounded by people who spoke English and also at home, like my mom would speak to me in English and I would speak in Arabic to my grandparents. There wasn't too much opportunity to practice it. And so over time, the skill kind of faded in a sense. And English became the more natural language for me. It's funny because my Arabic now sounds very staggered and it's like I have to think about it a lot to pronounce the words. Yeah, you have to make connections with the primary language you have and then like connect all those words together and be like, this word means that in this language. But then with the rules, it's like, it's almost like you have to forget the first language's rules and then try to like start again and be like, okay, like what is a noun? (laughs) Or like, do they have nouns in this? Yeah. No, exactly. It's so true. I've heard the same thing as well. Like, People that I know who are Egyptian and they did like Arabic at uni, they also found it very hard, (laughs) even though like they've grown up speaking Arabic. It's funny how you can speak the language without knowing how it works. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's how I feel about English. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing with talking to people that have learned another language, there are some other friends that I have that, you know, they've learned either Japanese or, you know, French Mm. or whatever it is that they've learned growing up. It's those conversations that you have about the intricacies of language that can be, mm-hmm. you know, really, really interesting to to have a discussion about. Yeah. And then you've got people that only know English and then mm-hmm. they can be really curious about mm-hmm. what it is like to have another language behind you, you know. Yeah. There's definitely benefits. Yeah, I think so. I think learning another language is good for your brain. I know that. You start to see the connections between the languages and how they're all kind of, they're interwoven, like words from some language, they kind of blend in with other words from a different language. And then, yeah, it's almost like language is um, a history in words, if that makes sense, like, because it evolves over time and then new things are picked up. Yeah, I think it's good to learn another language And I was similar, like when I was in primary school, I did Italian. And I think it's also interesting when you learn a language from young, you pick it up much faster, I think. And then it just sort of, it sticks a bit more. (laughs) But then trying to learn it at an older age is a bit trickier. Language holds memory and it holds the nostalgia of things that you've known or places you've been and like places you've seen and the people you know as well like it just it all kind of coalesces into the way you write if that makes sense yeah and it just all kind of comes together and it's expressed through writing I think yeah this has been really great because I actually feel 
And and thank you for asking me a few questions. That's okay. <laughs> I've never ever had anyone ask me a question before. <laughs> so that was a bit of a shock. But anyway, um, it's nice. It's different. It's moving things around a bit. And, you know, that's nice. I like that. I'm um, curious, I guess. I like nice. it. It's good. It's good. Language is quite interesting in the way that it connects you to things. Especially, like, as someone who sort of knows Arabic well enough to speak it to other people who speak Arabic, it creates, like, an instant connection with strangers who share that language with you. Mm. And then you have, like, a shared experience that sort of becomes a foundation for connections. The other thing I found is, as I said, like, I did start losing English or losing Arabic as I grew up being surrounded by English but then it's funny because when we when I did visit Egypt for like a two-week holiday with my mum and like to see family and things I found it very interesting how quickly I picked up Arabic (laughs) being surrounded by it and like seeing all the signs written in Arabic and hearing it everywhere it was funny how quickly it came back and then also like I started to think in Arabic, like my internal monologue was like speaking Arabic words. <laughs> and I was like, this is unexpected. <laughs> but- this is probably one of the longest interviews that I've that I've had <laughs> since I've started the podcast. So, you know, we've clearly we've clearly had a lot to talk about. We've had a, a lot of things that that uh, that have connected both of us. So there we go. Um, <laughs> yes. So thank you so much again, May and and I wish you all the best with your with your studies. Yeah, no, it's been really good to chat with you and find all these different connections, which we wouldn't have had, like we, we wouldn't have been able to do without language. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much, May. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by What the English, the Adult Migrant Learner, produced by Martin Franklin East Coast Studio. Please subscribe and share this podcast with your network.